0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online, they continue to get it done as the number one betting source. For you, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag or your mobile device. Bet online, get started today. Bet online is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft, we have MLB, we've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship? Just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing but with their online master of arts in sports journalism you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of Journalism School alums shaped this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts and Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports gender and race take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com hi this is jay billis of espn and you're listening to the ml sports platter ML Sports Platter back with you. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, CH Insurance, Stanley Law Offices, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Tax efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian Comboy today. Advisors.massmutual.com. And of course, on LinkedIn and Facebook, Brian does a great job. Our financial future. We're very excited about it. Thanks to Brian Comboy. For more, advisors.massmutual.com. All right. I'm going to get into the U S open little recap here. Uh, As I record this about a week since it happened and uh, what a tournament it was. Let, Let me first say this because I am so sick and tired. In fact, I unfriended a couple people I've known for a long time on Facebook because I just can't take how people complain all the time about golf courses and the social media takes. And if you reply once Then you get it flooded at you. Like, I am so over people yelling and screaming about, you know, how easy the U.S. Open course was at LACC, L.A. North, whatever you want to call it, okay? Well, it's a par 70. Uh, The fairways are too wide. Uh, The scores are too low. Blah, blah, blah. All right. First, I mean, I could go in so many directions with this in terms of telling you why you're wrong. First of all, The back nine is unbelievably difficult. Listen to the broadcasters. Listen to former golfers. Listen to people talk about playing it. Look at the way it's set up. Do I agree that it looked... I did some videos on this. Do do I agree that it looked like it was easier for the players? Yeah, easier, but it's not easy. It's still golf. Yeah, there were some 30 to 40 foot wide fairways. Cool. Okay, You got to bomb it straight and long and you got to make putts. That was what LACC was all about. Every course has its own play. Every course has its own way of, you know, design, challenges, etc. And oh, by the way, by the end of the U.S. Open, there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 players, 18 players who were under par. Everybody else either missed the cut or they were over par. How do you think it was for Gary Woodland, who's won a major? You think it was easy for him? He played at plus six. Patrick Reed, major winner, plus eight, missed everything all weekend long. All week long, missed everything. Cam Young, pretty good player, plus three. How about guys who have won major? Sergio Garcia, Padre Harrington, plus two. Shane Lowry, plus one. How about guys who missed the cut? Ever hear of Phil Mickelson? Ever hear of freaking Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas? I mean, seriously, people. Francisco Molinari. Molinari. Adam Scott. Stewart Sink. These guys all missed the cut. (laughs) Coocher. They all missed the cut. So while it looked easier in some spots because of the, the, the openness of the fairway, and the ability once you hit it deep and straight to hit greens, I could see that some people thought that it was obviously a lot harder than Oak Hill. Duh. Some courses are easier than others, some are harder than others. It's not Wingfoot, it's not Southern Hills, it's not Oak Hill, it's not Beth Page, it's not a lot of it's not Oakmont, it's not a lot of places. It's not Marion, it's not a lot of places, it's not as hard as a lot of places. It's still Wicked challenging. The wind was whipping. The greens were, it was like skating. It was like putting on an ice rink. The putts were skating like no tomorrow. Step meter, probably 14 plus, maybe even more. And it took everything to win it. It still did. Like anybody who thinks it wasn't like the mental test of, you know, it's the toughest test out there, the U.S. Open, blah, blah. Yeah, it was still pretty tough. Ask Ricky Fowler, you know. how how, how hard it is to go wire to wire in the U.S. Open, right? I mean, seriously, like these people are complaining so much. Shut up. If you love golf, you'll understand that everything plays. It's the course and how the course plays. Nothing else matters. It's about the course that week. That's it. That's the list. You know, I, I don't recall anybody in 2017 getting all pissed off when Brooks Kepka shot a frickin' 272. Right? Six players are tied for the record for the all-time lowest scoring U.S. Open round. Did anybody complain when Justin Thomas shot a 63, finished 9 under par? Back in 17? Remember that one great round? Johnny Miller. Anybody complain about him when he did it? Nicholas in 80? VJ Singh, 2003? Anybody complain back then? I don't, I don't, I don't recall. I don't recall it. Anybody complain about Tiger Woods in 2000 at Pebble Beach? Beating the field by, now I know that the majority were over par. I get that, but you get the point. It's not like this is the first time that anybody has shot low in U.S. Opens. And also for that matter, multiple people shooting low, whether it's specific rounds or it's the entire week. Anybody complain in 93, Lee Jansen, Jack in 80, I already mentioned he was a 272, Martin Keimer. He had a great US Open. He shot a 271. Anybody complain when Rory McIlroy, who almost won this US Open, went for 268? He went 65 66 68 69 in 2011. Anybody complain then? Huh? Was it too easy? Was it not a real US Open? So shut your mouth, stop complaining. It is what it is and golf courses play the way they are. The way they do. That's all there is to it. Now, Missed opportunity for Rory. I thought he I really thought he was gonna win this thing. As the weekend was going on, I really thought he had he was right there. Nobody was hitting the ball more flush than Rory McElroy. Clearly, the best ball striker on tour is Scotty Scheffler. But, you know, I mean Rory McElroy was hitting balls 375. And I know they all do this, but man, the flush and the distance of Rory McElroy. Holy smokes. And I felt like, and I remember telling Jack Milko this, who covers golf for SB Nation, just one of the best uh, sports people going right now. Just absolutely unbelievable what he does. And I I remember telling him that I thought Rory, I thought the putter failed him a little bit at Oak Hill. And, and, And Jack thought it was more the driver. Jack's probably right. It probably was a little bit more the driver than the putter at Oak Hill. But I thought he missed a lot of cheapies at Oak Hill. I mean, there were a couple of opportunities there, you know, three to five feet type of thing. You're like, okay, okay. And he missed a lot of putts. He got in the right position. He got on the right side of the green, and he just missed a bunch of putts. He missed a ton of putts on the weekend at LACC. I think the putter failed him. I really do. Because he was hitting the ball so flush off the tee, getting right on the green, getting in great position for birdie, birdie, birdie. And he just, you know, some of those misses, you know, Wyndham Clark made those putts. Scotty Scheffler continues to be the best ball striker on tour. He might be the best player on tour right now. I know Wyndham Clark just won the U.S. Open. It's easy to say, well, you know, the last major winner is the best player, blah, blah, blah. But like overall, and what a story, by the way, Wyndham Clark. I mean, this is why golf is the best. It just, it's the best. You know, he loses his mom at 19, he was lost, he was going to quit the tour, he went into deep depression, he's walking up that 18th fairway, and I'm starting to lose it a little bit myself, because I'm thinking of my mom, you know, and I'm thinking of that relationship and how close we were, and how hard it's been, and, you know, he was lost, and I've been lost, i I felt a lot of that the last six months, seven months, and, you know, to go out there, and to fight, and win, and all those thoughts, and the memories, and, I'm sure, you know, his mom bringing him to golf practice. Uh, I can't imagine what that was like for that guy. I can't imagine. And he got it done, man. He got it done. And he made some unbelievable shots. You know, that spin, he spun the club there you know, on the last day, almost Tiger-esque. Um, he just kind of stayed the course. He, he really was the example. And a lot of times in U.S. Opens, pun intended, you stay the course and you're good. Right, If you just stay the course for the first couple of rounds, moving day, you're still right there or whatever. And then if you can kind of go out, and sometimes you just shoot an even par, and you can win it because you stayed the course the previous three days, right? I mean, he went 64, 67, 69 the first three days. That's pretty good, right? He went six under, and he went three under, and then went one under. And then he shot even. And he was 10 under par going to the final round, and he stayed at 10 under par. You know? And his card, you know, he started out birdie, then he went bogey, then he goes par, then he goes birdie, then he goes par, then he goes birdie, and you're like, okay. Then he had that bad bogey on eight. Oh, bad bogey on the par five. Then he goes par, 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 par. Classic US Open. Hey, pars are good. Then he goes birdie, and you're like, yeah. Then he goes bogey, bogey, 15, 16. You're like, okay. And, and that was kind of maybe the moment that you thought someone else would win. And then he goes par, par. Um, but he stayed the course. He got pars. He did his thing. And, you know, it was... It was an impressive, impressive, impressive showing by this guy. And, you know, isn't it amazing too, right, how the top three guys all shot even par (laughs) in the final round, right? They all went 70-70-70. But Clark was fantastic. And Rory, you know, having the opportunity that he did, I think with the putter failing him the way it did, it really did cost him a ton of birdies. Because if you think about it, he was in position multiple times. He just couldn't knock him down. He birdied the first hole, and I immediately said, it's his tournament. I felt it. And you could tell at the U.S. Open, Rory, he looked different, didn't he? I mean, I know he didn't win, but I thought it was a huge weekend for I thought it was a huge weekend for a lot of guys. I thought it was a huge weekend for Fleetwood. I thought it was a huge weekend for Tom Kim. I thought it was another huge weekend for Harris English. I thought it was another huge. I thought it was a huge weekend for Rory. Obviously, Clark won it. Huge weekend for him. Scotty Scheffler yet again. But Rory, when he birdied that hole, I said, "Here we go." Because you could see it through the weekend. You could see, actually, at the beginning of the tournament, you could kind of see that Rory was—he had the swag going, and he had the shoulders and the walk and the look, and he had the short hair. I don't know. There was just this. Rory looked like he was kind of all the way back, and it was like, "Look out, here I come when I'm on my game, I'm better than everybody else in the world and frankly, the couple of rounds of the u s open he 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 was you could see it, but you didn't you don't get another birdie after number one, it's tough to win that u s open man, I mean, yeah, pars are good too, pars are the standard of u s open but because of the way the course played, and again, this is not a complaint. I've already said, I don't care every course is. It plays its own way. I've already said that. I'm done. I'm done barking up that tree. But, like, the way the course was playing for Rory, how long he hits it and how straight he was hitting it, he just plopped some shots, man, short wedges and all the rest, and it was for him because he was hitting it that way and flushing it from tee to green, it was about the putter. Not everybody was flushing it the way Rory was flushing it. The way he was flushing it, you were like, okay, he's got to get some birdies here, right? he didn't he just didn't get any more and that was really to me the difference in the tournament I'm going to get more into the U.S. Open LACC the winner of the winner of course being Wyndham Clark the ML Sports Platter continues next and it's all brought to you by our good friends at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare Stanley Law Offices the Vince Aguera Consulting Group and Rosie's Corner make sure you get on over to Rosie's Corner Route 11 and Brewerton if you're in and around Central New York for Fish Friday every week mac and cheese coleslaw and french fries plus your pizza and wing combinations as well. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. I'll wrap things up next, talking some U.S. Open here on the MLSP on all the major platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Mike Lindsley back with you. CH Insurance, Burn Dairy, and Ken's Auto Detailing bringing you this episode of the ML Sports Platter. So, you know, again, pars, 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 pars. You tough it out, you tough... But eventually, if you have a tight leaderboard, you have to somehow get that extra birdie or two. Rory just didn't do it. Scheffler, just when you think he's down, he does something unbelievable. You know, he really, really does. Scheffler, he shot even par on the front nine. Didn't do anything spectacular. He was staying in it. But then, he goes par bogey bogey after, after number 12. And you're going, ooh. Probably not his day. Then he comes back with a great birdie on 13. And then 14 and 15, you know, gets the par. Is any birdie 16? like, Man, this guy just, he just is such a battler. You know, and then he goes par, par. Round three was absolutely stupid, right? Because he goes birdie, bogey, par, par, bogey, birdie. Shoots even again for the front nine. Then he goes par, 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 bogey, birdie par, bogey, and you're like, yeah, it's probably not his turn. He still has tomorrow. He still has holes to go, yeah, wait, hold, 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 hold the phones. <laughs> he holes out for eagle on 17, and then he birdies 18, man. He played the last hole, two holes in three total strokes. So pretty remarkable, pretty impressive. He's, you know, again, he probably is the best player on tour. Um, But I thought it was a big week for a lot of guys. I mean, it was another big week for Scotty Scheffler, showing us how damn good he is, just his all-around freaking game. He is so good he's such a grinder and yet he plays with finesse big week for Rory I I think I think Rory the major's coming it's coming it is Wyndham Clark wins it great story amazing amazing ball striking unbelievable ball striking right nice nice week for Cam Smith nice week for I know Ricky had a tough final round I know shooting five over but still a pretty nice nice week I thought you know Ricky Ricky's back and, and and I love to see it you know he's so likable I love so many players on tour. It's just it's ridiculous. I mean, I love Scheffler. I love Rahm. I love Morikawa. I love Rory. You know, I love Ricky. I love Shoffley. You know, I love. There's so many. I love. I love Kapiga. And there's so many guys I love on this tour. I just you know I love them. There's so many good players. So many good guys. I really I really like a lot of these players. Spieth, JT. You know, but it was a big week for those guys. You know, all those guys I mentioned. You know, Cantley finishes minus two. I, I think a major is probably coming for him, too. Matt Fitzpatrick's so good. He's probably got another one coming. You know, Victor Hovland had a great showing at Oak Hill. He finished even par, but he's, again, playing really good golf. Um, you know, huge week for Min Woo Lee. Huge week for Tom Kim. So, it was an awesome tournament. The majors are amazing. It would have been a hell of a storyline if Rory had won, especially with the PGA and Liv stuff going on. But, you know, um, he'll fight to see another day, and I, and I would probably say... That right now, I I would say Scheffler, Rory, John Rahm. You know, I think right now, I think it's Scheffler, Rahm, and Kepka. That's kind of like your big three, and then your next three or four would kind of be like your Cam Smith, your Rory, you know, those kind of players. Um, you know, it, there's just so many good ones. There's so many good players, but I would say that Rory, Scheffler, Rahm, you know, hell, maybe even Ricky the way he's striking. I don't know, Kepka. You know, those are the guys you know, favored first in the majors and in the Open Championship as well. You know, you're going to get, you know, a Rory hitting, you know, a ball. Some of these guys are going to be able to hit five woods on, you know, par fours and reach the greens. Five wood, three wood, that kind of thing, right? So it's um it's going to be an interesting, interesting, interesting situation. There's no doubt about it. Um you know, the open championship never disappoint all these majors are amazing. It, it, it's really the majors and everything else at this point. There's a few tournaments I do like outside of the majors, you know. I'll tune in like the Memorial's fun because it's Jack's tournament. You know, I do like the um you know the players in the tour and those sorts of things. But but it's a major, 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 major world, right? I mean that's where we're at. And at Hoy Lake, it could be anybody's tournament, man. Cam Smith's a defending champ. You know, I'd love to go see. Uh, I'd love to see a Tony Finau go win this thing. You know, I, I mean, he's been knocking on the door a little bit. You know, I, he's easy to root for. If you saw him in the swing, I mean, what a down-to-earth guy. So, U.S. Open was great. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. The course plays the way it does. I don't give a crap if it's run by the USGA, Augusta National. Every year is an Augusta National. But you get the point. USGA, PGA of America, the course plays the way it plays. That's it. And if you think it was easy, you're out of your mind. The guys might make it look easy because they're that freaking good, but come on. These guys had their challenges, man. You look at the putting on the back nine. You look at the sand bunkers, some of the the brutal rough that was around the greens, that was near the bunkers. I mean, there were a lot of guys who, you know, tried chipping. They hit it like a foot. Foot. That was it, you know. Some guys couldn't even get it out of the green. Some guys hit it and flew way over, and it rolled all the way down the backside. Or you went from the back to the front side. It's just... You know, it was it had difficult spots. You know, and if it wasn't difficult at all, you wouldn't have seen the caliber of a player missing those cuts and and all that. You 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 would have you know, everybody would have shot like it's the John Deere Classic. So give me a break. Quit complaining. Quit complaining. So now we gear up. Open Championship time, baby. It's funny because the Open Championship, you wake up in the morning and golf is on, and when you have the LACC, you have a West Coast major. It's so amazing at night when you live on the East Coast. You're like, yep, I am actually watching live golf at 7.30 and they just made the turn. And you're like, this is so cool. So you get both are amazing for different reasons. So now we'll gear up and we'll watch the open. Waking up in the morning and we'll and you know what? My kid's been waking up early. My kid's been waking up at 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Done. Let's go. I'll have my phone. She'll probably monopolize the TV. She'll want to watch. Blippi or Mika or Mickey Clubhouse or Paw Patrol or whatever the hell she'll be feeling that day. So I'll have my phone charged up, hopefully from the night before, and I'll just throw the open golf on. Boom. You know, watch some shows with my kid. Sounds like a pretty good weekend. I want to go to an open championship so bad, though it's not even funny. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter. Make sure you hit me on Twitter at Sports and MikeLinsley7060 on my YouTube page. Check out pinstripepassion.com. As well, I've got a Q&A with Yes Network analyst Jack Curry on his brand new book on the 1998 Yankees and a bunch of other things there as well, including archived interviews with the likes of Pedro Martinez, Steve Garvey, Peter Gammons, Tim Kirkchin, Pearl Washington, Don McPherson, Thurman Thomas, Bill Polian, Tom Brokaw, Roberto Alomar, Bob Shepard, Jim Abbott. The list goes on and on. Whitey Ford, Stick Michael, Tim Raines, Bryce Harper, Lou Whitaker, So make sure you go check out all of those archived interviews right there at pinstripepassion.com. And we are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices together. They'll work to get you the maximum reward and also a big tip of the cap thank you to Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, Jam and Beats, CH Insurance, In Your Corner Every Day, Every Way, and Bonnet Sales and Service. When your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales. You can get them online at bonnetsalessandservice.com, Route 11 in Central Square, they will give you free estimates. I'm telling you, the doors that they have, wow. What a facelift for your home. Bonnet Sales and Service, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe.